Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys, and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metalheads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach, and I'm joined, as ever, by the one, the only, Shrubs666. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good, apart from a bit of a sore throat and cough. So, I know. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing. <laughs> At least I managed to uh, introduce the right podcast this week, so I'm happy about <laughs> that. Um, so without further ado, what have you been listening to this week? Well, I mean, I've been listening to quite a lot this week because obviously we do we're doing this now every other week, so they ends up being quite a list that I've got to narrow down. But I've narrowed it down to uh, I think one, two, three, four, five bands <laughs> releases today, and we're going to start off with the big one um, that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's Gojira's Fortitude. What do you think? <clears throat> uh, I I really 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 like it if you're a fan of the early stuff you and that's the only stuff of theirs you like and you didn't enjoy some of the changes that they made on magma you're you're still going to feel underwhelmed and disappointed there's going to be a couple of tracks on there you're going to enjoy but if you enjoyed some of the stuff that you got off of magma and some of that sort of like more accessible gojira then you're gonna you're gonna love this it, it's i think it's better than magma but it's nowhere near as good as from Mars to Sirius or uh, the Web Flesh and stuff like that. It's, it's just it's not going to touch those albums anyway because they they are just exceptional albums. But I, I think this is an this is a great step forward from where Magma was. Although I liked Magma and thought Magma was a good album, this is another step up for that. They they've kind of brought in kept kept quite a bit of their heaviness in there, but sort of kind of amped up the accessibility a little bit as well i think i think joe's vocals are back on form again which i thought they were a little bit underwhelming on magma at times obviously that there was a whole situation around magma that that probably made that album come out the way it did with the death of their mother and but with this one honestly they they just again they they're such a cohesive unit all, all four of them in that band are such a cohesive unit when it comes down to producing and making music and you get that sense all the way through this album i mean there's definitely some proper cloud crowd pleaser songs in there like into the into the storm has got some has got a right chorus that you just know people are going to literally scream along to with them and 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 there's there's a couple other songs that pretty much every song on this album could they can literally play a set of just this album and half of it the crowd will be singing along straight away with it, they've got some proper big hooks in their chorus lines and stuff like that that just, just pull you in and, and keep you pulled in. The old they school fans will not like that. Yeah, yeah, some of them won't. But there's, there's still going to be enough to kick a pit off and stuff like that in there. There's, there's still some pretty heavy tracks. Some of the heaviest tracks were the ones that they released beforehand anyway, like Amazonia and stuff. Born for One Thing, um, that's got that's got a great riff in it. So and even the 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 title track Fortitude, really really good. It, it's just a nice little piece of interlude bit that leads into uh, a song called The Chant. But it, it just seems to fit. It, it's just it, it's just fantastic. And 
I say Into the Storm, I think is going to be one of the big standout tracks when it comes to live shows. Without without a doubt, I think that will be that would be a massive, massive crowd pleaser, that one. How much, what have you thought of it so far? I know you haven't listened to it as much as I have, but... Oh, there's uh, been particular songs on there that are absolutely crushing. Um, I'm just going to get the album up now just to see it again. Like, um, I thought Amazonia was great. That reminded me of Alien Weaponry uh, and their, right. <clears throat> and their, well, what I think is their best song. I think it's uh, wonderful. I think Another World is... A, a magical song like I love it I love how it's produced I think it, it's it's heaviness but it, it comes across in a really I don't know there's almost like an an, an electronic quality to it that that I really love yeah. uh, but at the same time I think in between like the hits on this album there's some like songs that I don't even make it through I think they could have just been cut out so I think they could have cut some of the wheat from the chaff so like say half of it is amazing half of it I'll probably never listen to again. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I I just found that the more I listened to it, the more cohesive everything felt on the whole album. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and the more it, it started to hang together. I, I thought the same as you when I first, with the first couple of listens through, it was just like, yeah, that song's okay. It, it's not great, but it's not terrible either. But the more I listened to it, the more more it kind of just it just grabbed me and hooked me in again and just yeah I definitely need to spend more it. time with this just laying on the floor <clears throat> letting it wash over me yeah. experiencing the album as a whole because you know I, I haven't given it that chance yet uh, yeah. and the big hits in there do justify that amount of time so I mean they are they are so good um, yeah yeah like uh, like say Amazonia. Um, that that's it's an amazing song. So just that um, merits me listening to yeah. that full album a few times and seeing whether it's a grower. Like Wardruna's um, last one, uh, I didn't like it um, on its first playthrough, and now it's one of my favorite albums of all time. So hopefully yeah. this one will be the same. So what do you yeah. give out of ten? Uh, I've given this an eight and a half out of ten because it, it is a good, it is a really good album that does grow. I mean that the song that I, I I've highlighted into the storm. The other night on the way back from the gym had me singing along all the way down Kirkstall Road. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it, it kind of gets into you like that and you just want to sing along with it all the way every time you listen to it. And it, it just builds and builds and builds and you, you're just hooked with it. And I can I can see it being some of the tracks off here being mainstays in their live set soon. You know, they really will become proper like like into the storm i think would be a crowd pleaser for me definitely and i i get i get the sense from the style of the song that it would be for a lot of fans especially the late comers to gojira those that kind of got into them from magma they they will definitely be into this without a shadow of a doubt what else have you been listening to this week oh another sing-along album this time by <laughs> the dropkick murphys and they turn up that dial. I, 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 I really like the Dropkick Murphys. Have done for a long time. It, it's kind of they're kind of a summer band for me. So when the weather gets warmer, you just want that extra sort of like smile put on your face. And this type of music kind of does that for me. It's still a little bit angsty at times, which is quite nice. But um, most of the time, it's just definitely one of those ones to to amp up the endorphins in your body and, and put a smile on your face. Uh, and looking this, at the track titles to this, uh, I'm instantly drawn to Mick Jones nicked my pudding. My pudding, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I think it, <laughs> I think it's a a story about I think Mick Jones. I think it's from the Clash stealing one of their puddings one day. 
<laughs> it's basically just them just tell him to fuck off and leave their pudding alone. <laughs> it's brilliant, honestly. And then then the song L Double E B O Y Lee Boy is about their piper and <laughs> just saying what a great guy he is. <laughs> oh, wonderful! How awesome. <laughs> So um, yeah, uh, and there is there is a kind of anti-Trump song in there. I've just I just read a quick interview that they gave about this album, saying that they wanted after the album before the Pain and Pain and Glory album they did, that that was quite a downer type album. They wanted to do something that just kind of cheered everyone up. So there's only a couple of so they and because they'd had like three years of nearly four years of Trump, they were like. Obviously, we could have gone down that route and done loads of that sort of stuff. But because COVID hit, they managed to write a song about Trump and his useless ability sense of flu that it would just go away. So they got a song about that. And then there's one song about the death of one of their the members' fathers as well. Okay. And those are the only two downer songs, if you can call them downer songs, on the whole album. The rest of it is all full upbeat bit of humor just to put smile on people's faces and and it works and and it does it and i i love it it's just it's just a great album to listen to and just a great bit of fun i think they've got a song on there called middle finger and that's that's just brilliant when they did one of their they did their they've done a quite a few sort of like live stream shows that have been completely free and they had they had like they they played like middle finger and the queen of suffolk county and mick jones nick my pudding and smash shit up and stuff like that they, they had all of that playing and in that in the last one i saw and it was properly properly good okay so, you know and so it would come across really well live and it's great on this album as well you know smash shit up it, it just just definitely one of those sort of like if you're out it'd be a great festival song though <laughs> what kind of festivals do um drop dropkick murphy's play do you know what you'll probably find them somewhere like download that type of festival, they they would they would go in quite well there. The thing is, they they go anywhere that's got any any of the sort of like pop punk. I uh, what's Slam Dunk? I think is one okay. um, that plays up in Leeds. They would play something like that. They'd be really really good at that. They'd, they'd fit in pretty much at, at most festivals. They they play they've played Hellfest, they've played Wacken, and they're quite regular going around those really big European festivals. So they fit anywhere where they're going to get a crowd because they they can they can mix up their catalogs they've got uh, how many albums they got oh this is album number 10 so it's not like they haven't got small list of songs to choose from really yeah, they, so they, they, they could mix their set up quite nicely to fit closer to the audience they're playing to at a festival and still draw in fans from wherever what would so, you give this album out of 10 I, i've given this a good solid eight out of ten Okay. okay it's a really really good fun summer album all right my friend what else have you been listening to this week uh, we're now going to go to Azerbaijan now and Baku and a band called Violet Cold. Well, I say a band, it's a person because it's a one-man band. Violet Cold. This is album number 10 and it's called Empire of Love. And this, I, I, I really like Violet Cold because he, he, he just doesn't stick to any genre. He's quite open to playing with genres, mixing genres. So it makes it really difficult to categorise what he is. But... The closest you can get is kind of that post-black metal-y shoegaze stuff. So a little bit of Alcest, a little bit of Autumn for Crippled Children. Um, I got into that... those this week. Enjoy them. Sorry? Um, I got into uh, Autumn for Crippled Children this week. Um, I enjoyed them. <laughs> Excellent. They're really good. Because <laughs> they're another one that started off as really, really solid black metal and then have slowly morphed into something more 
than just, now, just you just metal. you just mentioned shoegaze. Um, yes. Just give the listeners that don't know um, an explanation of what fucking shoegaze is. <laughs> shoegaze is that type of material where you just basically stare at your shoes <laughs> the entire set and just allow. But you, it's basically where you just allow the music to envelop you and and take you wherever you want to go basically but i think we know what the um title of this week's episode is going to be uh... <laughs> <laughs> but this album honestly empire of love it's kicked off a bit of a storm as well because he used the rainbow flag as the cover <laughs> so that's obviously annoyed some of the black metal scene people because it's very much in support of lgbt stuff and things like that wonderful yeah it, 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 he's really good i mean it was it was touch and go as to whether this was actually going to get released because there was a war that kicked off in Azerbaijan earlier this year as well. So, so yeah, it was um, a bit of a messy situation over there. But he still fights on through. He still managed to get his release his music released, which has been great. And I, I've thoroughly enjoyed all his stuff. Like Noir Kid, I thought was a great album that came out. I think either last year or year before. Yeah, uh, twenty twenty. That might have even made your list of top ten last year. <laughs> I think it might have been close. It, it would have yeah, been it close. Was, to it, was, it was at least mentioned in that episode. Yeah, yeah, and I think we we'd actually done a review on it as well. So yeah, um, so yeah, so I'm a fan of Violet Cold. So whenever he he releases anything, I I I'm on it straight away and, and lapping it up because he, he just doesn't stick to any genre, and, and you don't know what you're going to get from him. And but it, it's usually really really exceptionally good. It, again, I'm I'm all struck, and it's another one of those albums. We we've mentioned this a couple of times now where. You ha- with some albums, you have to give them multiple listens for them to really sink in and get where they're going. And this is, he's another one that, that forces you to do that. You just have to sit there and you can't just take it on first listen because you know that other stuff is just going to keep creeping out and seeping out from it uh, and will just become stuck in your, in your head and you just go, I need to go back to that. I need to go back to that and listen to that again. Yeah. What um, would you give this one out of 10? I've given this nine. Okay, so nine. I wonder if this is going to be uh, the best album this week. So, what else have you been listening to, my friend? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go to Sunderland now, a nice happy city in in this country. No war there. <laughs> um, no, there's no war there. Well, we don't know. So, uh, and it's a band called Osiah. Uh, the album uh, the album they've just released called Loss. Uh, this is their third album. This is sort of like technical death metal in in the vein of sort of like Infant Annihilator, Thy Art is Murder, that that style, there's some sample bits <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah. I, I had not heard of them before and it kind of turned up in my Discover Weekly a, couple, a few weeks back. And um, so I'd been listening to a couple of songs that had been li- released before this album was ki- kind of blown away by it and intrigued by it at the same time. And then... When the full album came out, it was just like, yeah, this is this is properly good. I think they've even got one of the tracks on there. They've got guest vocals from the uh, from Ingested's vocalist. Is that uh, Jason Evans? Yes, that's it. Yeah, that one's the title track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew I couldn't remember exactly which track it was. I didn't write it down, but um, that that's so that they've got people like that in there, and uh, so it kind of shows you the caliber. They've been, like I said, they've been around. They've been around uh, for a while since 2012. So. But this is only album number three. I'm definitely going to go back and check out the other albums anyway after this now. But yeah, this album's just just absolutely solid, good quality death technical death metal. I say more onto the 
depth than the technical part of it, but it, it it's still really, really good, really well done, really well produced. When the drops kick in, they properly kick in. And and yeah, it just the album just feels great. I mean, there's a particular great song on there that I really love just because the the riff and the drop in it called The Eye of the Storm. And that was it. Once I once I got to that song on the album, I was I was fully sold on the whole album by that point. Then it's just like, yeah, that's just cemented this album into in, into being reviewed this week. So hats off to the, those guys. They they've they've made a cracking album that's well worth listening to if you like if you're into your death metal a little bit. I'm enjoying the album artwork here as well. So yeah, yeah look, it's check quite out those guys. And and not many people have listened to them either. So you're going to feel like um, you're into something that's uh, super niche. So um, yeah, I love it. So what would you give this one out of ten? I've given this. I think it was an eight. Yeah. So properly, properly good, solid eight. So a good, good album. Beautiful. All right, my friend. Anything else this week? Yeah, one one other band that again I, I picked up because of sort of like uh, my Discover Weekly from Spotify, um, which has been really good just lately. It actually gave me some stuff that I might have missed. And this is a band called Olhava. Uh, the album's Frozen Bloom. They're from Saint Petersburg. What are they called again? Olhava. O L H A V A. This is their fourth album in two years, but they've been around since 2016. But <laughs> they only released their debut album in 2019 ah. so it's kind of atmospheric black metal post black metal shoegaze again it this is there's only four tracks on this album and it's literally just under the hour two of the songs are completely instrumental <laughs> but it, it's one of these albums that i tell you where best to listen to this is if you've had a massive big gym session like i've had a couple this week to go home put this on and honestly, muscle aches just disappear because you just you just float with this music all the way through. Are you it. sure it's... the best place isn't just the winter tundra? Um, <laughs> well, you, yeah, if you can have that to add to your relaxation, then yes. <laughs> but, but the next best thing is just put this on. <laughs> the, the album cover is the most shoegazy thing I've ever seen. And it's just some sticks yeah. in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of says it all my mate posted up on facebook he's bought the vinyl of it uh, and the actual vinyl is just just pure clear it's it's like they look like glass it's amazing oh and so it kicked off a bit of a conversation between me him and uh, and another friend of ours saying <laughs> wondering why i'd not heard it before because they've obviously mentioned um this band and there's another band they're involved in called trina which is T-R-N-A. So I'll be checking that out later. I've, I've got a funny feeling I've heard them, but I didn't realise that this they, they had this other band called Old Harbour as well. But yeah, this album, definitely just lie back, relax, and you'll get a few blast beats in there, but just generally, you, it's, it's just wonderful stuff. Again, fans of similar bands like Autumn Fruit, Crippled Children and stuff like that, if, if you're into that violet cold a little bit, a little bit more ethereal than that, but you get the sense of where I'm going with it. It's that they're similar in, in the, the thought process of which they make their songs. But yeah, when you're looking at an hour long album for four tracks that you don't even really notice where they stop and the next one starts, there's no sort of like clear cut. It just seems to just all roll through. It's just lovely. Okay. What would you give it out of 10? I, I've given this um, an eight and a half out of 10. Oh, 
Okay. So I do need to listen to it some more because it's, again, there's just so much to it. It's, I, I haven't had enough of a listen of this, but enough of it to make it onto my list today to, to review because it's great. So a very strong showing in terms of releases since we were last uh, having one of our regular episodes. Yeah. What, well, anyway, I don't know what that sound was, but anyway, it is time for your essential metal listening of the week. What have you got, my friend? Well, I'm going to stick along the vein of sort of like Gojira style um, music, but going back a fair few years now to when was this release? 2004 release, and it's Mastodon's Leviathan album. Oh, as an essential listen. Now, this is the first album I heard of Mastodon, and it completely blew me away. Literally from the minute I put it into my CD player and, and let it let it flow, like Blood and Thunder, the opening track on it is just. It's just so intense and amazing. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was the complexities of the riffs without losing sight of the songs that I loved. And and it was also a little bonkers in places. It, it felt like it was there was some real tangents that suddenly happened. And it was just like, why? But the more you listen to it, the more you kind of understood what it did. This album's a kind of like a concept album because it's based on on the novel Moby Dick, hence the name Leviathan. But just Everything about this album was just, for me, I still think it's one of their best. I mean, lots of people go to Crack the Sky and stuff like that, and Blood Mountain maybe. Is it Blood Mountain? Is it Mountain? Yeah, Blood Mountain. Yeah. So um, a lot of people will go to those, sort of like their more mid-career stuff so far, because I think it has a little bit more accessibility. But I, I really like this. I mean, I did struggle because I nearly put Remission in, which is their first album, because it's got March of the Fire Ants in on that one which I think is just a fantastic song as well. And it's still played live by them anyway, all the time. But, and I think Blood and Thunder is still in their live set as well. So there, there's still some stuff from right from their very early albums. But for me, this album just is what got me into them. And that's why I'm calling it essential because if you want to understand what Mastodon do now, you need to start where they, with this album, I think, because this has so much complexity in it. And I think they refi they they keep they've refined it now a lot more. But here is a little bit rawer, uh, and and in in that way it was a little bit more special because it was just completely different to a lot of stuff that was out at the time, yeah. at that early two thousands music wise. For mm -hmm. you know something like the only other bands that were getting close to doing this was like Neurosis before them. I mean they're a major influence on Master anyway. You can. Any interview you see, they'll always mention something to do with neurosis somewhere. Also, I think you've got like uh, Baroness are a little bit another band that is similar to what Mastodon were doing as well. So, and also Gojira because Gojira have got some of those complex riff patterns, especially in their early days because they they both started around the same time. I mean, Gojira was what looks like two thousand and one, Mastodon two thousand. So they all all come around at the same kind of the same time and so they both although they were different styles of music they still had that similar sort of like song structure with and complexities and hence the reason why when I was listening to Gojira this time I was like hang on there's you know some little bits are similar to like how Mastodon do their riff riff styles and, and stuff like that and so I was like I've got to got to go and listen to Leviathan again and and have that as my essential listen Amazing. Um, just seem to flow with Gojira and, and some of the complexities they do. And this album is filled with it. At times it can be a hard listen, but it, it's definitely rewarding. I mean, it's about Moby Dick. So yeah. it's, it's going a really, really hard book to read. <laughs> one of one of the hardest um, <laughs> one of the hardest books to read. 
Um, so I'm not surprised whatsoever, but that's a really nice tie in there. And I think that brings us full circle and we can end there. So Shrub666, thank you so much for joining me, my friend, all the listeners. Thank you so much. And we will see you again next week. <laughs>